Adam, a creator and entrepreneur. And I'm Danielle Alexandra, a stylist and content creator. And we are In In Case Case You You Haven't Haven't Heard Podcast. Podcast. We're giving you the behind the scenes and an inside scoop of what really goes down. So you know exactly what the fuck is going on. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of In Case You Haven't Heard. It's your girl, Danielle. And your girl, KP. Back at it again. Happy Wednesday, guys. How are you feeling today, Danielle? Today, I'm feeling better now. I was feeling a little bit down this morning because it was raining and I had a little bit of a headache. But after the episode, we just killed that. Yeah. The energy in that episode was unreal, off the charts. So we hope that you feel it too, because we are, I mean, I'm personally in such a good mood. I'm ready to take on the day today and I'm ready to go. Yeah. And I was telling you, Danielle, earlier how I was feeling a little emotionally fragile today. Just, you know, all the little things that affect life or that make up life kind of working in unison in a way that is not for me, but more so felt like it was against me and just feeling a little bit out of place. But after having this conversation, I mean, even from right from the beginning, I was just like, this is exactly what I needed. Like this energy, this vibration is exactly what I needed. And then I'm like, okay, I'm right back where I'm supposed to be. Christina, you can fucking do this. You can do anything. Like it's all good. It's all going to happen. Don't fret. So we hope you guys feel that and get that from this episode as well. Sometimes a conversation, listening to a podcast, reading a little bit of a book gives you that boost, the boost that you need in order to, you know, (laughs) change that mindset, change that perspective. So I love it that you're feeling. This is like the perfect example of how something can Change your mindset instantly. Yeah, no, absolutely. And on today's episode, we interview a young entrepreneur, the ripe age of 24 years old. So it's super inspiring. And her name is Raquel Da Silva. Danielle, do you want to explain a little bit about her and what she does? So she is building a beauty empire here in Toronto. She started as a lash expert and just dove face first, head first, just dove into the industry (laughs) and really just conquered it all. She now has co-founded multiple businesses, but she is a lash expert, beauty. She has a beauty empire. And last year alone, she... All of her business combined grossed $2.3 million. So she is just an icon. She has now co-founded a bunch of other companies, Nail God, Hair God, you name it. She'll get into all of that for you guys today. So with that said, let's get into this week's episode. Before we get into it, we want to announce that we will be giving away a surprise gift bundle provided by Lash God. So you don't want to miss out on this opportunity to enter our giveaway. So stay tuned. We'll be announcing it in the episode. Well, welcome on the podcast, Raquel. Um, Lovely to meet you. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? And I guess you could start with Lash God. Okay, perfect. Well, my name is Raquel Da Silva. I'm 24. I started Lash God about six and a half years now. It started out in my dad's 
like little spare room. It was the room next to my bedroom. And now all these years later, it's, you know, a massive company where we're able to employ like 30 people. So it's amazing to see how it's grown and it's grown with consistency. What I loved about your podcast is I see how consistent you guys are. I was actually listening to your podcast on the menstrual cup on my way to, mm. on my way to work this morning. So <laughs> I love that. But yeah, Lash got started like six and a half years now. It's basically all about education. It's about doing lashes and aesthetic services and about products. So it's kind of like that multifaceted. And what got you into aesthetics and lashes to begin with? How did that interest start? It's actually very funny. So I've always had an interest in beauty. Like I was deprived of, I guess you could say beauty when I was younger because my dad was strict. He didn't want me to wear makeup. So obviously like on the go train, on the way to school, I was piling on my mascara. And then when I was finally uh, able to actually wear makeup, my mom used to call me Tammy Faye because I would have like the most ridiculous mascara eyelashes. And then yeah, one day I finally transitioned to, to lash extensions and I was like, this is a new life. Like, you know, when you open your eyes and you just feel like a brand new girl, I was like, wow. So that's what really got me into lashing uh, in the first place. I lo- always loved eyelashes, having big eyelashes. I've kind of toned it down now as I got older. But yeah, it was my first beauty service that really like made me say, wow. And that's how you kind of got the initial idea to start with that niche product line or like, how did your process start then into, okay, I'm going to start a business now. Uh, I'm going to start making lashes. So I went to, I remember I went, I failed this course in high school. And then I went to a dual credit at a college. I was really young and it was like a college program where you could go recover your credit. And I learned aesthetics there. It was just Mm -hmm. skincare. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I can see myself doing this. Fast forward, I go to school for business and I hated it. I'm like, I need to find something else to do. So I remember I walked out of my, one of my exams. I told the teacher I had to go to the bathroom. And I was like, okay, I got to figure out something. So I started researching different schools. I found Canadian Beauty College, uh, which was great at the time. And my dad said, you should do an eyelash course. So I took my first eyelash yes, course. Dad. I know. His daughter. I know. (laughs) I know. He's amazing. So he got me into my first eyelash course. And then it was just me doing eyelashes at first. And I was having a really hard time finding a product line back then. There was nothing like fun and innovative and exciting. There was nothing that set lashes aside as like something cool. It was kind of just something that you did like in your basement or at a spa. It was always like, oh, I'm going to see my lash lady. I'm like, we need something cooler in the lash industry. So I wanted something different. And the first product I ever made was actually like a tray of lashes. So it's like individual synthetic fibers. And I must have tried over like 600 different vendors before Mm. I found the one. And it was, it all started with one tray of lashes that literally said like my Instagram handle at the top. It just said, at lash got a rack and then it had the strips underneath it. So we've come a long way. But that's how the initial product development started was with that very first little lash tray. What was your process from that point forward? Like how did you think of your either did you have a business plan? Was it totally organic and grew from one thing to the next? Just to before you answer, um, I think something that is really being highlighted here is like launch and adjust because I feel like that's what yes. you're gonna say you did because you're like, let me just find this manufacturer, put out this product. I'm just gonna put my IG on the packaging. It's fine. And then once that starts to get the ball rolling, now we're going to really go into like developing the rest, but let's hear it from you, Raquel. (laughs) Okay. So I had no idea what I was doing. My dad has 
always been like a really good business person, but he never used media. And I wasn't so good at media. So when that first product launched, it was literally just my clients who I would lash that also did lashes or that I would train that were like, oh, I want to get some products. And then people, the demand was there. Like people are like, oh, what about lash glue? What about tweezers? I'm like, I'm like I got to get going with these different things. So it was like very slow for me because the thing is when you're talking to foreign vendors, you're doing it like at the most random hours of the day. So for me to be literally doing lashes like 12, 14 hours a day and then to go do these products, initially the product launches were so slow and so spaced out. Whereas now I like to drop a product every single week. So it happened really organically, but over time I found the right people. So one day I was getting my nails done and the nail tech, I'm like, give me your number. So now that's the girl that I co-own Nail God with. She introduced me to Tien, who's my right hand for Lash God. I also co-own Girl God with her. uh, And she became the product development expert. So her family has business uh, back home in Vietnam, like factories. So we started doing all of our manufacturing like through their family business. So it ki- it's kind of like the stars align. Like when you're manifesting something, you don't really know how it's going to happen. I was bad at media. I, I couldn't do any type of packaging design. I couldn't make a flyer on even Canva to save my life. Um, <laughs> I love this so much. Go on. So no, I, this is so inspiring. I'm already like, yes, girl, fuck. <laughs> so I definitely had to meet like the right people to make the vision possible. And that's why my team, so many people as well, because one person's only able to accomplish so much when I really started seeing that success is when I started growing, you know, my team and adding people to it. And everybody has these different strengths and talents. So when people see Lash God, they see Raquel. Uh, But I would say I'm like the person who I always have this massive book with me. The viewers can't see it. I'm going to show you guys it, but I always have this book and I literally draw what I want. And then I tell my product development team, I'm like, you guys got to make it happen. So I'll like copyright it. I'll write out the description, you know, I'll make sure I choose all of the ingredients that I want to be in it if it's a product like that. Uh, And I kind of just draw it out and then they bring my vision to life. I love that. And I love how all of your products, how you were saying, okay, first you started with lashes and then now you need glue, tweezers, and all of the above. It's kind of like a full circle. You're selling to your client, you're selling one product and you need the other product in order to use that product. So I love how all of your businesses are like full circle, one-stop shop. And that's sort of like a proven method of how to be successful. Yeah, right. It's like Walmart. Like if you go into Walmart, Walmart doesn't want to lose a customer. They want to have everything there. So when a lash tech comes in and they're like, oh, do you carry this? And I don't. I'm like, product development. Like we need to do this ASAP because people are asking for it. I like to kind of have every base covered. So you mentioned previously how when people were buying from, you know, your lash company, they were kind of attaching you to the brand. So with your development of social media and learning how to, you know, navigate through media as you're building your businesses, at one point, did you start building your personal brand um, and prioritizing that? Because it's obviously a huge key component and key factor, I think, in any business, especially in this time. So I think for me, my personal brand is something that I've been working on more now with my PR team. When they came in, they're kind of like, this is all organic for the most part. Like they couldn't believe it. It's more just 
like me doing the groundwork. So as I was building my clientele and building my business, I had the chance to lash for five years, literally 12, 14, 16 hour days, six days a week. So I met so many people in my city, in my town, and I made such good personal relationships that I really, my business had the roots in the ground, if that makes sense. So those people were like diehard supporters for me. And then when I started utilizing Instagram and social media a little bit more, you know, a little bit better, people got to see my personality. So I go on live. I'm calm right now. Like usually I'm, I'm like, they're like, how do you have this much energy in your body? So people kind of just feel that vibe, whether it's through a screen or through the way that I write my posts, it just became contagious. And that's what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be something where people are like, this isn't just lashes. This is like a community. Like you go here and you're going to, you know, see everyone that works at Lash God being so happy and see the most, we call it the most magical place in the world. And you're going to fall in love. So it was really about creating that sense of community and being able to branch out a little bit more and show people our brand voice on social media. So, and I always say personally, like if I'm posting, it's a sale, right? Like I'm always posting something that has to do with my business. If I'm not talking about my business, I'm not talking about it. So even on my personal page, I'm always, you know, advertising a product or letting people know something new and exciting that's happening. So I try to keep really consistent with incorporating myself into the brand. You mentioned how you had those roots and you really, you made these connections from the beginning. I'm wondering how impactful or important were those connections for you or that, like that networking right at the beginning, years of putting in all of that work. How did that sort of benefit you? Because I feel like networking and connections and all of that is something so important to any new or developing business. And I'm just wondering like what that meant to you and how it kind of propelled you forward, if you can get into that a little bit. So the thing that I found in my entrepreneurship journey is that you can't fake the work that you put in. So say, for example, somebody will see Lash God and they'll see the blueprint and they'll be like, okay, fun Instagram. She makes products. This is the stuff that she does. I'm going to imitate that. But the groundwork that I put in was what built my business. It's those relationships. And you know, those people that I created relationships with going and talking positively about me in the community and telling their friends about me, there's no substitute for word of mouth. Like word of mouth is what literally made the business. And that's why, you know, even to, even though we're expanding globally online, like our business is still very much based in, you know, Canada, in Toronto. So the reason why so many people come is because they know about it. And I, I did that groundwork and I made everyone feel special. And that's where I really started to understand like the power of offering good customer service and making people, you know, feel good, making people feel special. That really did the most for my business. Like I would never be where I am if I didn't take it slow and steady. And I'm still a big advocate for slow and steady to this day, because even though the company is growing at an inconceivably high rate, I'm taking baby steps every day, the same way I did in the beginning. I'm making sure I'm taking time for those relationships. People that know me know I'm a terrible texter and caller. I'm on the phone all the time for Instagram, like an hour per caption. I don't like to be on the phone a lot, but in person, I really like to create those genuine relationships with people. And that did everything for my business. Okay. So you started with your lashes and then you mentioned how, I mean, I think through developing these relationships, when you were getting your roots in, started to build relationships with people who you wanted to start co-founding businesses with. So why did you decide to kind of get into other specialties or I guess you could say niches? And then furthermore to get into the education component of your more recent business and aesthetics company. 
Okay, that's a great question. So basically, I'll, st- I'll talk about modern aesthetics college first. So I was doing a lot of training through Lash God, a lot of extension training. There was a lot of people interested in learning how to do lashes because, of course, it's such a low cost per service and there's such a high return on every single appointment. So the craze was lash extensions. Everybody wants to learn how to do lash extensions. But then there was people, you know, who wanted to learn something else. And we kind of had to like broaden the way we were teaching and really dedicate a lot more time and be there for our students and have those that support and uh, those refresher courses. So that's kind of how Modern Aesthetics College started. Uh, Lash God and Modern Aesthetics College, I'm the sole owner of those. And that just started from the demand of training needing to be there and me like loving to interact with my students and me being the one to teach and me teaching, um, you know, the girls that have been working for Lash God so long, how to be educators as well. So Modern Aesthetics College definitely came from our students and our consumers just wanting more uh, and it was the next natural step because we were already teaching so we're like let's make this legit let's have an online academy let's get a you know let's be an actual college so that's where modern aesthetics college started and then with my other companies it was just me having those like-minded people already in my business who i wanted to give more to a lot of people say you know don't go into business with family or friends for me i was already established i already was doing really well from lash god and from that modern aesthetics college so it wasn't about the money anymore it was about me understanding okay if i partner up with somebody and we have a business together this is like a hundred percent their passion with my business information and my funding that we are able to make this develop into something so much quicker so girl god is our clothing line um i have that with tn and then we have media god with austin who was just in the room helping me set all this up a minute ago um and then i have nail god with bambi bambi's the one who introduced me to my whole kind of squad of co-owners and then i have hair god which i co-own uh with my cousin so for me it was honestly a really an easy decision because I'm only one person for me to be doing all these startups on my own it would never be possible but for me to have a like-minded partner that's giving their all into this and then me you know obviously working around the clock for each and every single business it was just it was just the next natural step what's one thing or maybe a few things that you learned from your first business that you now put into or took into all of these other ventures one thing is you have to kind of slow down and have fun with it. Like you need to sit back and really ask yourself, okay, what are consumers looking for? And what do I want as a consumer? And you can't just expect your business to happen overnight. Like even though we have a very successful company, Lash God, the other Instagram accounts are only at a few thousand followers each. They still do really well, but I'm not in a rush. Like the most amazing part is watching the process and watching it all unfold. So when I did Lash God, I was always in a rush. I always wanted to be the best, not necessarily in a rush, but you know, I always have felt the pressure to be great. So when I started with these new companies, I said, I want to really perfect it. I want to like take my time and enjoy it. So I started enjoying my day-to-day life more by not being so much like a crazy business lady, but by, you know, really having fun and living in the moment and enjoying the moment. I I don't care too much about anything, you know, any particular thing anymore, because I know that the universe always has a weird way of working itself out. So I'm just always thinking positively, vibrating on a high energy and kind of just going with the flow, going with the flow changed my life before I'd be worried about something or having anxiety about something. And I'm like, girl, it's going to play out worse. If you have anxiety, you might as well be happy and positive. And another really big thing for me, especially with startup companies is you have to understand that money is intangible. Like I used to have, I used to think about all of the money that I would waste renovating, re-renovating, trying out new products, just 
random things like wages, doing things the wrong way. And I understood, like now I understand that's a part of business. Like you need to, you know, expect that you're going to throw away a lot of money. And the more I started to read about different entrepreneurs' success stories, they're all talking about wasting money. So don't worry about wasting money. It's never a waste. Every learning experience has definitely been worth whatever it costed. Uh, So just you know, getting to kind of be okay with everything exactly how it's happening and getting, you know, to understand the way business works and how you have to have that trial and error and you have to be okay with kind of anything that's going to come your way. Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned reading and educating yourself on other entrepreneurs, which I think is a really great tip that I personally, I take as well, because it's really interesting. And I think important to kind of learn what other mistakes people have made or what other routes that they've taken, just to help you kind of go down your path a little more clearly. Do you have any book or maybe it's a podcast or recommendation that really stuck with you that's really helped you thrive with your journey? So I meet like, entrepreneurs here and there but the thing is when you're like aiming towards a really big goal i i haven't necessarily like had somebody that i've directly been able to encounter but one book and i always love to tell people about this one book that i read when i was uh very young was the secret i'm sure you guys have heard of it the secret by Rhonda bryan i just Uh, read it finally i read it the first time i think when i was like maybe 14 or 15 well, you're way uh, further down your manifestation journey than I am. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing that I tell people, right? Like I was learning about this so young. Some people are like, oh, I'm learning manifestation. And it's all going to happen overnight. The universe rewards consistency. So when I read The Secret when I was young, I was so like gullible and naive. I bring up my dad a lot, but he's like, you have to read this book. So when your parents tell you like, this is going to change your life, you're like, okay, it's going to change my life. I'm a naive 14 year old. So when I read... Rhonda Bryan's The Secret, that was honestly what I read that book, I think over and over again, for like, not an excessive amount, but I would read it here and there over the course of like four years, I didn't really read that many other books. So Rhonda Bryan really helped, like my personal growth and my success in business and my success in business, people are so surprised to hear this isn't even really about the business. It's more about the thoughts that are going on in my head and like what I'm polarizing to me by how I'm feeling. It's more the manifestation side that's gotten me where I am today because I go at my own pace. I do what I want that day specifically. I don't like, I'm not, you know, oh, on the computer. I just learned how to work not even a computer, an iPad, like one month ago. I've literally never had a computer my whole life. So when people ask me these things, I'm like, it's literally pen, paper, and that one book that I read that kind of changed my life. We love manifestation here. And I would love to hear your energy is like contagious. I'm literally I'm like right yeah. now. It's insane. I wish you guys I, could just like <laughs> feel it. But I'm wondering what are some of your tips or what do you do daily that helps you manifest these like wonderful, like this wonderful empire, basically? Like, how do we do it? Tell us. So I know a lot of people have like a manifestation regime, but for me, I don't like to make it a part of my life to do a chore. Like, oh, I'm going to go say affirmations, then it's going to be a chore, or I'm going to, you know, do this one thing every day. I genuinely just, number one is some people will think it's like cocky. I have a lot of belief in myself. I'm like, if I don't believe in myself, 
is going to believe in me, right? So the number one thing is I'm I'm looking at all these humans that have accomplished so many things. I'm like, if all these humans have, can do it, I'm a human, I'm powerful, I can do it too, right? So that's the number one thing is I'm always like my biggest cheerleader because I remember like a lot of people support me now, but in the beginning, people were like, oh, you're going to have a lash business. I'm like, you wait, not only am I going to have a lash business, but I'm going to be the lash god, right? So it was just that consistent effort every single day. Basically, the way the universe works is that it rewards you based on your effort and your consistency. So if you ask the universe for something once, I want to be rich, right? The universe said, okay, she thought it. If you're repeatedly saying this, you're affirming it to the universe. Yes, that's what I want. Yes, I'm I'm telling you, I still want it. I still want it. I still want it. Uh, You're basically, every thought that you think is sending out a vibration and you're polarizing those circumstances to you, right? So every day, I just try to be on a good high energy frequency. And a lot of people say, oh, so you're happy all the time. I am like, happy 90% of the time. I'm also a crazy person. You can ask the people that work at the company, you know, sometimes I have my, my little like Godzilla moments, but I try to vibrate on a high frequency as much as I can. And I'm a daydreamer. Ever since I was a kid, I would be in class, not knowing what's going on. Like, you know, looking up like in the sky, like just playing out a scenario in my head. So instead of, you know, those weird things that come up in your head, like you being scared or or people aren't going to like me or people aren't going to support me. We live in a three-dimensional world. So everything that you're thinking is your experience. Like everybody has the potential to create whatever experience they want. So if you're not happy with what you're creating right now, you have to know that that's literally coming from your thoughts, right? Like our, we have a soul, but our soul isn't thinking things into existence. Like everything that I've ever had, I've thought about it and I've affirmed that to the universe. Yes, I continually want that. And I take definite action towards it every day. So writing things down is the highest form of visual uh, of manifestation. So I like to make sure that I'm writing a list for myself every day. Like things aren't going to get done unless I do them or unless, you know, I have somebody to do them. So it's a combination of me being on like a really high energy. I like to be like a firecracker as much as I can. And then also me taking definite action towards my goals and kind of I take like 10 minutes in the morning and I'll just it's so if you saw me in my bed you would be you'd laugh at me it's literally me like laying there in a pile of pillows smiling and I'm just like for 10 minutes thinking about how I want my day to go like thinking about potentially meeting the love of my life thinking about you know the success that I want to attract so those are my manifestation tips and they work the thing is somebody has to tell you that they work I can tell you I'm a clinical experiment. Since I was 14 years old, I've been implementing these practices. And now 10 years later, I can tell you they work. Would you say you have a pretty regimented morning routine or would you say that it's just, there's just a strong focus on daily practice of like being mindful about your, your future and about manifestation? So we are our rituals, right? Like we are what we do on a daily basis. So for me, I, I try to wake up at 5am every day. It never happens. I wake up at like 7 8 o'clock. I literally, my alarm goes <laughs> off. I'm like, it's like snooze, 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 snooze. Um, tried, you know? I, yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the effort that counts. But the thing is when I, I know what type of day I'm going to have by how my morning goes. So it's not about like too much about, uh, how do I say it? It's not too much about you having like, okay, 9 a.m. I wake up, 9.05, I'm saying affirmations, 9.10, I'm eating like, you know, an avocado. I don't really do anything like that. I kind of just wake up. I'm like, number one thing for me is my hair, makeup and outfit has to be on point because I like to, you know, we are very powerful as humans. So if you look beautiful and you feel beautiful and you're projecting that other people are like naturally going to be attracted to you and your confidence is going to radiate. So if I have like a bad night's sleep the night before, or I'm rushed in the morning, you can already tell what type of day it's going to 
feet. So I always make sure that I wake up early enough that I can look good and that I can feel good. And I'll either like say a few affirmations, like I'm beautiful, I'm powerful, I'm going to have an amazing day, or I just think about myself having an amazing day. So I have some breakfast. Um, it depends on where I stay. Like if I stay at my own house or at my mom's house, I honestly would love to wake up at my mom's, like with my family. I find those are like exceptional days, but it's literally just waking up, looking good and making the conscious decision to have an amazing day. Cause why not? Like, this is like a video game. You're only here for 80 years. You might as well kick ass while you're here. No, I mean, it makes sense. And I love how all of your manifestation thoughts or all of your thoughts are positive and reinforcing like your self-worth and like all to do with your self-love, which is very impactful because at the end of the day, like our thoughts, our feelings come from our thoughts. So if we don't think positively, then we're going to feel down and potentially like frustrated, angry, depressed, etc. But I'm wondering, like you seem to have all this energy, all this stuff going on. Have you ever or do you ever fear burnout, the feeling of burnout? Have you felt it? And how do you deal with that? I've definitely had a few meltdowns in my time. The one thing that people always say about me is that I'm very resilient. Like I've gone through everyone that's like, you know, on a journey to be great, I feel like has to deal with a lot of crazy things in their life. So I've definitely dealt with some traumatic things that a lot of people thought this is going to break her. And I always bounce back. I know that in this universe, there is an unlimited supply of energy. And I also think of this 3D world as like a game, right? So it's like, if I'm only here for a short amount of time, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to be in high energy. I'm going to have good days. I'm going to look at the world as like, you know, my oyster and kind of do what I want with it. I'm not going to like conform to how other people want me to live. And yeah, like I feel the burnout sometimes and it gets a little bit overwhelming, but I feel like everybody has like two to three days a month where they're just not feeling it. And then, you know, you kind of, you kind of get back into the groove of things. It's all about consistency. Like when I was looking at you ladies and like your podcast and your page, like you're, you're going to be successful because you're consistent. Like you're constantly putting in that energy and that effort. So even if I'm not, you know, on my highest energy, on my highest frequency, or I'm feeling a little bit burnt out, I still show up and I still try my best. So as long as I'm doing that, eventually I get my energy back. You know, you have to evaluate your life like 24 hours in a day, eight of them, I'm going to be sleeping. Right. So I have 16 hours to like do everything that I need to do. So when I'm feeling that burnout, I'm like, okay, I need a little bit of me time. I'm going to take one day off, usually not a full day. Like I'll still be on call, but I'll take a day for myself. I always make sure I get like my hair, nails, lashes done at least once a month. So I have like that, you know, little like recoup day. And then usually after that, I'm good to go. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, it really is. It really does come back to like making sure checking yourself and making sure that you're doing well. And I like, I mean, I'm just going to say thank you to what you just said about the podcast because I mean, today I was feeling earlier today, I was feeling like emotionally fragile. I was telling Danielle and I don't know why specifically. I mean, I think it's a combination of things and that's usually why you end up getting into this headspace because it's a combination of, you know, this and then your personal and then a relationship and this and that, that kind of combined makes you feel a little bit unsettled and, you know, hearing from an outsider's perspective and just also like having this discussion and like talking about energy and all of these things has given me that a bit of more reassurance, I guess, even if it's from, you know, more of like, I guess you guys are so cool. You should never, I I understand everybody feels like that. But when I was like Mm -hmm. looking at you guys and like listening, you know, obviously I'm nervous. Like I was preparing and I'm like, these girls are cool. Like you guys are onto something like 
You should never Thank feel like you. that. You're, and I would never think that you would feel like that. And you'd probably never think that I would be the type of person to feel like that. So it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Something that we like to ask on the podcast are assumptions. And I just want to ask, like, if you had assumptions about the business, about being an entrepreneur before you got started, um, and also, you know, maybe more specifically about the virtual education that you offer as well. Okay. So assumptions about being an entrepreneur, I instantly thought I was going to be like, I'm like a million dollars is not a lot of money and I'm going to get it. And then it happens and you're like, Oh, it actually takes a really long time to like get to that. It's about the consistency. So I kind of expected it to happen quicker in the beginning, but like after maybe two months, I, I started to like the process. And then with education for me being somebody who's so not tech savvy, I was like, Oh, I feel like people are going to like seeing me in person better. And you know, all like it's just these preconceptions that you have about doing things online. What's the quality of the education going to be like? Mm -hmm. But as my other companies become so much more demanding and there's so many different things that I have to take on on a daily basis, I actually spontaneously had to retire from teaching in person classes. So all of my senior technicians who have been, you know, in the aesthetics field for five plus years as well. We hire like really qualified, experienced techs. They actually had to take over. So me initially thinking that, uh, I don't know about online school to now, it basically being one of the only ways that students are able to have an entire course taught just by me alone. And that's what kept us able to sustain all of our employees throughout COVID. A lot of people, you know, did a, a lot of cuts throughout this time. For me, like one of the most important things about being an entrepreneur was being able to stimulate economy and like being able to create a workplace that other people like. So if it wasn't for our online academy, um, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be able to operate the same way as before COVID, which obviously there's a little shift, but it helped us employ a lot of people. And it just, it switched like the way we think about education. And I can honestly say that I think online courses are one of the best things I've ever done in like a business perspective in my entire life. You are so connected with yourself and your business. What is your why? And have you had maybe the same why from the beginning up until now? Or has it changed throughout your journey? Oh, if I tell you guys my why, you're going to laugh at me, but I'm going to tell you. So (laughs) (laughs) So ever since I was a teenager, I could not have a regular job. Like I would go for a job and if I've always been the type of person, if the energy wasn't right, I was like, ciao. So I, I've worked at Aritzia for a day. I've worked at, you know, random, every <laughs> job that I've jobs, guys, lots of day yeah, jobs. Here. There you go. Every job that I've ever had has been three months or less. So as soon as I worked, I guess the very last job that I ever had before I took lashing really seriously was at a nail salon. And I felt like kind of bullied a little bit by somebody that was working there. I didn't know anybody really well. It was just like the energy that I was getting. It didn't resonate with me. I was like, I'm a, like, I'm a human being. Like I want to, you know, I want to love my life every single day and I can't do this anymore. So I said, you know what? I am going gung ho for lashes. If lashes kills me, this is my career path. And I really started going hard for that. And then when I was actually in the lash industry, I saw how much needed to be done. So my why kind of came from 
me needing freedom. I wanted unlimited freedom. I wanted to live life like, you know, you, that's when Instagram started becoming big. So I'm seeing this lifestyle on Instagram. And as a woman, I'm like, so, you know, conflicted. There's like, so, there's so much more that I wanted from life and so much that I wanted to experience. And now we had this channel where we're able to see so many people that are actually living these lives and like doing, you know, these things and having their own businesses and using media. So I said, you know what? I can't do this. I'm not going to work a regular job. I'm not going to have somebody telling me what to do. I'm going to, you know, go and do something. And when I do it, I'm going to create an environment that people wake up in the morning and they like to go to work and they have fun there. And all of, you know, it's like a family, all of our like best friends are there. So my why was me needing to be free and me wanting other people to have a better quality of life through a work environment that like, you know, had unlimited possibilities. And then after it became, you know, the lash industry just wasn't what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be something fun. I used to sit there doing lashes for so many hours a day, but on the inside, I was like, I want to do cartwheels right now. So I would try to create like a super fun environment for my clients and post them to the best of my abilities. But I wanted the lash industry to be something different. And I feel like we've done a pretty good job of that on social media, you know, on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Something that I was recently chatting with a friend of mine about was that it's super important to focus on the process. And a lot of us get caught up in the end result. And then we end up feeling lost within the process of trying to get there because we're not actually focused in on the day to day and like trying to really be happy and content with like the journey. And I want to ask you, like, would you say that you're very much like in the process and like super about like what goes on day to day more than like the end goal. So this is something that I've recently really had to like kind of buckle down and like adjust to is that I would think about the end goal a lot. Like I'm one of those people that's guilty of that. Like as a serial entrepreneur, like I'm always thinking about like, okay, when my company gets to this point or when I have this house or when I've reached this specific financial goal or something like that, where you know, that's not what it's about. It's really like about living in the moment 110%. And I had to shift. Like I went through things this year that made me realize like, wow, like in a day things can change. And like the beauty of the moment is right now. Like I'm only going to be 24 this year. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll accomplish more next year, but it's about today. Like if somebody invites me out, I'm going to go. If some, if there's an opportunity comes up, I'm going to go for it because things are always changing and there's no moment like the present. I felt what I was listening to a podcast and somebody was talking about that. They were just saying like the beauty is in like this very moment that you're experiencing right now, even if it's not exactly what you want it to be yourself a year ago or two years ago would be so proud of where you are now, you know? And there's never going to be a perfect time. Like you're aging every day. Like you have to be so happy with what your life is. And you have to understand that like what you're doing in this moment right now is creating your month from now, your year from now, your 10 years from now. So when I started thinking of life like that, I saw like, you know, when you're kind of in that point of manifestation where it's like, I'm almost there. And then something just clicks. When I started living in the moment, my life really started to click. And I was like, okay, wow. Like by me living in this moment and maximizing the moment and writing myself an outrageous list every day and doing as much as I possibly can, like I'm living my life to my fullest potential. When you really realize like, wow, every single human has the same capability and I believe in myself and I believe I'm powerful and things don't define how powerful I am. Things will come. Like if you, if your goal is to attract money and you're thinking about money all the time, you're always going to have money, right? But it's not necessarily so much about the things anymore. Now, even when I buy something, I like to like 
feel really good when I'm buying it. Like when I'm paying that, like the person at the store, I'll be like thinking about, you know, I'm so happy to be giving the money to this person, especially if you have a good shopping experience. It's like, oh, I'm really happy to be paying out this money. So naturally like money and things are going to come. But when you start thinking of yourself, like, wow, I'm a boss bitch. Like I'm powerful naked. Then that's when your life is like, you know, that's when you really own it. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I think. Oh my gosh, is it over? It's over, girl. It's oh over. Oh my gosh, this podcast was amazing. You girls are going to be so Hollywood one day. I'm going to be coming on your show when you guys have like an Oprah setup. I'm going to be like, hey, I'm back. I'm 10 times more nervous. <laughs> we can yes, manifest wait. that for us, please. No, I'm on it. <laughs> Raquel, plug yourself in any IG accounts or web pages that you want our audience to check you out on. Okay, guys. So we have the first baby, which is Lash God. So the Instagram is actually Lash God Rack, L-A-S-H-G-O-D Rack. Then we have Nail God Toronto. We have Hair God Toronto. We have Media God Toronto. And we have Girl God Toronto. Um, And then we have our Modern Aesthetics College Instagram. And then all of them have the corresponding website in the bio. So it's nailgod.ca, lashgod.ca, haircod.ca, girlgod.ca. And then Modern Aesthetics College has its own e-learning platform where you can read all about it there. Thank you ladies so much for having me today. It was honestly, this is my first podcast interview. Like it was such a good experience. And like, I'm so happy you guys took my podcast virginity. This was yes, awesome. We're so happy. <laughs> Bye ladies. See you. Bye. Thank you guys for listening in on this week's episode. As we teased at the beginning, we will be giving away the first of a series of giveaways. Danielle, do you want to announce what will be included? This week, we'll be giving away a bundle from the one and only Lash God. We will be giving away a ring light, hydrogel pads, cleansing brush, collagen makeup remover pads, along with many other goodies from Lash God. You do not want to miss it. So go check out our Instagram post and our stories for details on how to enter. Good luck. And we will see you next week on a new episode and a new giveaway. Bye.